Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about microtransactions in Anthem. There's been some controversy and some worry from people because of screenshots that got released. Those screenshots are not confirmed by uh, BioWare to be accurate. We were even told at the capture event to not capture it because it would be, quote, incorrect information if it got out. And so they were just placeholders. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live. I'm probably live right now, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. If I'm not live, just click the follow button so you can catch these talks when they happen live and maybe even submit questions yourself. So ultimately what I said in the talk was there are cosmetic only, they're earnable, and the big question is... How fast can we earn the coins in order to purchase the things that we might want? That's truly uh, the question. And the other thing I really stressed was in order for this game to do well and get off the ground, it has to capture and keep a hobbyist player base. And hobbyist player base will not accept scummy micros. So I don't think they're going to change it or be too aggressive or they're not they're not going to be scummy about it. I truly don't think they're going to because of the type of player they need to capture and keep. I think we as the player base are a good bulwark of protection because of how those types of microtransactions have been so hotly rejected up to this point. So, let us get into the let's get into the fray here with the questions. Leviathan, what will your playtimes look like for Anthem and Destiny during the week? For now, I see myself splitting. The morning the morning audience and the morning crowd really likes to tune in for the Destiny, the radio vibe, and the conversation. However, there, the, the, the transmission from Destiny to Anthem right now is one-to-one. People seem to be just as interested in discussing and watching Anthem just as much as destiny right now i'm not having um i'm not having a like a a bunch of people oh i'm out of here they they stay they submit the questions they have the dialogue so in my mind it's interchangeable we can play the game we can have a talk do sntr and q a and then pivot to the other once division two comes out i'll have to make a call maybe we'll start with anthem and pivot to division if destiny is going through a drought but destiny will still be in circulation alongside of anthem because i i really want to dedicate to both and my goal is to give you as i keep saying a hub of content you show up there's a good discussion there's a good q a you get something for your time uh you're not just going to watch me play these games i'm going to provide you with like a show uh segmented content is really really a big thing that i'm going to be pushing for uh low corpse says it seems that ea is really pushing for the game to come out at its expected date in february do you think based off of the demo that it would be complete enough to have strong end game and replayability we're hearing that people are playing newer builds and we're hearing good things i played a newer build at the capture event and so i'm confident I'm confident they can get this game ready for prime time. I don't think the game being ready for prime time is really the question. It's the server netcode side of things that was really causing the rubber banding, the infinite load times, and the 95%. Now, optimization with drivers and NVIDIA and all of that, unfortunately, that may have to come later. I don't know how fast that those sort of things can be pushed out because it, it, it did seem to struggle with optimization on my system. It didn't struggle at the capture event, and they basically had the same rig that I have. They had 20 ADTIs, and so maybe there's already been some optimization done. I don't know. Again, I was playing a newer build, and somebody recently made a video. Somebody said just today, there's a video about a newer build they got to play, and it it sounded it sounded promising that things were moving in a good direction. 
Rhetorical solution. This is a long one here. Why do people even care what the prices of cosmetic items are? If it's too high, just don't buy it. If you like it that much, then get it. It's not breaking the game, charging what they need to, to pay for future free content and even more skins. I get it potentially can be pricey, but just don't buy them. Do you feel cosmetics are as important as some people are saying? If yes, can you explain why you think that way when we can just simply not buy them? Well, there's a couple things going on here, okay? I think there's legitimate criticism, and I think there's people that just like to hate on anything, okay? The people that just like to hate on anything, they're easy to sniff out. They don't engage in discussion. If you give pushback, or you give comments, or you give rebuttals, they typically don't engage with those rebuttals. They just keep parroting the same thing over and over again. They're just enjoying... They're just enjoying hating on something, okay? That happens. Now, let's set those people on the side. I think there are legitimate criticisms of overpriced or, 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 how do I want to phrase this? Micros that are too aggressive, right? They call them scummy, right? Aggressive micros, in my mind, are ones where you feel it's almost impossible to earn the items naturally, so you're, you're almost, you're almost coerced into spending the money. Now, you're saying, oh, just don't buy it. Again, in a game like this, where you're leveling your character up and getting new gear, that's part of the experience, is is getting your character to look different, is making your character look cooler. Now, that doesn't mean you need those things, but acting as if those things are not part of the identity of the game, I don't think that's fair. I think it's fair to say, these are part of the identity of the game, there should be a natural sense of progression in the game that I become... I become quote-unquote wealthy enough to buy items to make myself look the way that I want. It's a, it's a, it's a loot pursuit game that's third person. That just, that's, that's, and, and look at the way they market it. I mean, the javelins look incredibly cool. It's just, that, that's just part of the identity, okay? So I can understand people saying, part of my experience when I play an RPG game like this is I want my guy to look cool. I still remember the first time I got a wolf helmet in Diablo 2 for my druid. I freaking loved it. I remember the guns in Borderlands the first time I saw like a yellow, a bright yellow sniper. There's That is part of the experience. Now, it's not the focal point. Sometimes I've had to kind of check people today. I'm like, you're acting as if this is the only thing you're going to be concerned about. Right? Well, what if there's a timer and I can't buy it and I have to wait a week? That's not the only thing you're doing. You're chasing loot. You're chasing gear. It's not the be-all, end-all, right? The other thing to consider in this discussion, I should have put this in my talk, they have said they have no plans at this point that you buy the game and that's it. They're not going to be charging you for DLC. They're not going to be charging you for expansions. How do you think that's going to work? If the micros are priced properly and in, and and they're and they're they're positioned in a, in a proper way that they get regular purchase, that's going to pay for the future content. It's de- it's a it's a game with dedicated servers. It's a game that plans to expand our 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 experiences. They've said someone in chat saying they've said the DLC will be free. They have said loud and clear. I saw the tweet. You buy the game. There's no season pass. There's none of this. You just buy the game and you're good. I, that, that money has to be coming from somewhere. So this idea that it's like it's greedy, it's evil, it's going to ruin the game. It's like if it's funding the game always expanding for you in six months, there's new things coming out and you haven't you haven't had to spend a dime. If there are cosmetic whales in the game that just purchase big, big things, well, (laughs) 
wouldn't 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 that be good for you then? You don't have to spend a dime. You can earn all the things naturally. Let the dudes with disposable income buy all the stuff, and they're basically funding the future content, right? Like, people may end up hating and biting the hand that's feeding them. Like, all oh, these microtransactions. Look at this crap. Look at the pricing here. Buh, buh, buh. And there's a thousand guys behind you that are buying the stuff, helping fund the, you know, helping fund the content. So... D-Hack says, will there be PvP aspect in Anthem? No. They have said right now at launch there is no plans to do PvP. Uh, I said very clearly yesterday, I'm glad that there's no PvP. I think it's a huge bonus. Um, And if they do decide down the line, we think adding PvP is a good idea or there's a significant portion of the community that's asking for PvP. If If they see good enough cause to add you know, PvP, I hope it's completely separate and you can't take your loot over there and it's a whole different thing because I don't want them to start nerfing our javelins and nerfing our builds because they add PvP. It would need to be completely separate. I don't think the game needs PvP, but it could be something that gets added later. I would just hope it's very, very separate. Um, And Username Geek says, case in point, you didn't buy the Iron Banner emote and then people were playing... Uh, then the people you were playing with all had it. Right, like they sold that Iron Banner emote in Destiny, and I got mad. I said, it's not earnable. You can only purchase it. I'm not buying it, right? And then I was playing with people that had it. Well, their money went to future content. Their money went for future stuff, and I didn't have to pay for the Iron Banner emote. Now, I criticized it, and I told you know Bungie that I didn't appreciate it. I said, I think stuff like this should always be earnable, and you know, well, charity and content. Well, the Eververse never goes to charity. The, the stuff on the website, the merchandise goes to charity. The Eververse does not. So we need to make sure that's a clear, there's a clear line uh, of distinction there. Uh, so when when I look at this game and I think about PvP though, to, to kind of land this question and to move on, I don't think it needs it. I think it's benefiting. I think it's going to be a huge benefit to not have that. Huge benefit to not have that, and I don't think it'll need it down the line either. I think the game, commu- I think the community that this game will capture will not be asking for PvP in a month. I think they'll be happy with the grind and the and the the hobbyist sort of core group of players. I don't think are going to be asking for PvP. So, and I don't want development time taken away from future content to build PvP because I think it wouldn't. I don't think it would be that good personally. Uh, Z Prima I don't understand why AAA games must have micros in them games that are free I understand that but a full $70 euro game that I don't understand do you think micros just finance the DLC that Bioware said will be free okay people need to zoom out a little bit and really examine the differences in games okay I, you really need to start to put games in categories and anthems in a category where micros make sense okay When you buy Tomb Raider for $60, that game has a linear experience awaiting you that will last anywhere from probably 15 to 20 hours, and then you are done. You spent the same amount of money on Tomb Raider that you will spend on Anthem, but you are done in 20 hours. Anthem is what is called a game as service. It's a game that you will play day in day out week in week out month in month out and that needs to be expanded supported updated maintained it's not a 
it's not a single slice deliverable that you buy and then you never really go back to it. Now you could replay Tomb Raider, but that that game doesn't have the size, the scope, the production cost, the upkeep, and it doesn't need to be expanded upon. It's not a game a game as service, okay? So there are hobbyist games and then there are like one-off games. One-off games, you charge a 60 and you're good. The reason a hobbyist game would need micros is because how else do you fund the production, the upkeep, and the expansion of the game? How do you fund it? Where does that come from? Think about it like this. If every time they add new experiences to the game, that's like a slice of a full release game, right? So... In, in Destiny, we spent, you know, $20 for this expansion or, or $20 for that one or 40 for Forsaken. What is that? It's like a slice of a full game. It has to be paid for. If Anthem is adding new things, new places, new experiences, that is, that is like adding slices of a game. But you're not paying for it in Anthem's structure. So instead of paying $10 here, $20 here to make sure the you oh you can get access to this new uh, DLC or this new Shaper Storm or this or whatever it is they're doing, that, how else are they going to pay for it? I, like what do people think happens? Like oh we made a bunch of money from our sales in Anthem and now we can work for free for the next three years. That's how successful our game was. That's not how it works. That isn't how it works. So you need, you as a gamer, you need to be like a, just a little bit, I don't, I don't want to sound mean here, you need to be a little bit more educated in the clear and distinct differences between a hobbyist game, a game as service, and a one-off linear game. You're spending 60 on both, and the amount of hours you get out of Tomb Raider versus the amount of hours you're going to get out of Anthem, it's not even comparable. It Anthem is going to dwarf the amount of hours you get out of a game like Tomb Raider. Just absolutely dwarf it. It's going to be like a monster next to it. And it's going to continue beyond that, like, I don't know, if you play Tomb Raider every day for a week, for a couple hours, you're going to beat it in about a week, maybe two weeks, if you really take your time. And then you're done. That's not where this game's motivations or identities lie. Uh, Smoke Mountain. Oh, Smoky Mountain. What types of currency are in Anthem, and are all currency types received by playing the game? There are two currency types. Coins, which can be earned in the game. You just play, and you're getting coins, okay? Then there's the purple currency that you'll see that you can buy stuff with. Those are shards, right? Shards can be purchased with real-world money. You always have the option of purchasing things with both, except for crafting materials. Crafting materials can be purchased in small quantities, limited quantities, only with coins. Coins are the ones you earn in the game. You cannot spend real money to get crafting materials. Now, they didn't say that. I'm sorry. They said that the only way you can get crafting materials is limited quantities with coins. Some folks have said, well, what if I could buy coins with shards? I... I don't know if that I don't know if they're going to do that. Cuz the only time that conversion rate would help you is for the crafting materials. That would be really weird. I don't think you're going to feel a whole lot of pain to get crafting materials. You can only craft up to blue, so you can't craft um wait, no, you can craft up to purple, I think. You can't craft the mar- the masterworks of the legendary. So as soon as you're looking for masterworks and legendary, buying crafting materials is just not really going to be really on 
on your radar. So, and that's not pay to win because there's no PvP. That would be like buying crafting materials with real money, which you can't do. You cannot buy crafting materials with real money. Even if you could, it wouldn't be pay to win. It would be pay to not play. You would be paying to skip to skip a resource grind. That's all you would be doing. Like it would it wouldn't you would it's not pay to win. There's no PVP and you'd be paying to not play. Pay to skip. So and you can't do that anyway. So it's a moot point. You can only buy a limited amount of crafting materials with the in-game earnable currency. You can't buy them with money. Next question. Craft is my dad. What do you think about how in-depth you can make builds in Anthem. And after seeing the screenshots of a Legendary Storm component, it makes me think that the loot is going to be well worth it. Do we know anything about how they will keep us week to week like any other rituals and reset things? I actually have no idea if there will be like ritual resets and stuff like that. I have no idea how that's going to work. But I will tell you this. You can craft up to masterwork if you complete enough challenges associated with that weapon and unlock the masterwork. I thought I read you couldn't craft up to masterwork. I didn't know that. I swore I read that you could not craft masterwork and legendary. Is it just legendary that you can't craft? I thought you couldn't craft either. Because when I was in was I when I went into the crafting, it only even when it said that I couldn't craft it, I went all the way up to the purple. I went all the way up to epic. And it, it said I couldn't. I had to go do the challenges to unlock it, but I couldn't go past Epic. That's kind of weird that in the build, they didn't let you go to Masterwork. Legendary is locked behind Grandmaster difficulties. Uh, no BPs. Okay. I thought you couldn't craft Masterworks because it says when you go to Grandmaster 1, it increases the Masterwork drop rates. So I could see it. It's going to have to be so expensive to craft a Masterwork. There's no way it's going to be cheap. Um... So as far as your question about how in-depth the builds are, <clears throat> I actually find them to be pretty diverse. If you just take the three main categories of, you can, you can like, let's just take uh, a storm. Okay, that's what you're watching right now. There are, there are four javelins. Okay, let's just take the storm. The storm could have three... Just, I'm just going to give you generic categories. You could have a build that is all detonation, a build that is all primer, and a build that is both. Okay? That's three sort of generic builds. Then, within each of those builds, there is diversity in how you could build it. Your debt build, your all detonation build, could have you could have a detonation storm build completely different than mine. You could have a primer build completely different than my primer build. And you could have a build that kind of combines both detonation and primer completely different than mine. Okay? So there's four javelins. Each javelin has, in my mind, three sort of big picture loadouts you can build. And beneath each of those three loadouts you could build, there's diversity there as well. There is so much depth and diversity here. Because if we're both priming as Storm, we could be playing completely differently based off of our loadout. And we're doing that because our team comp is we've got Detonator Colossuses with us and a Detonator Ranger with us. They're built for all debt. Do you see? So your experience can completely change and shift determined on who you're playing with, what your team comp is, etc. I've told people one of the best things to do is if you're playing solo, you want to build a loadout that lets you do both 
deading and priming, so you're not reliant on random players. If you're going to play with a team that's hyper-organized, you're going to fulfill a role probably and say, alright, I'll be Storm, I'll prime everything. You can be the Colossus, you can dead everything. So, with four javelins, each having three possible sort of generic builds, like, like, and then beneath that generic build, you can have a lot of diversity, that basically means you could have 12 total builds across all of the javelins, three for each of the four. And even then, you can have two complete, you can have completely different debt builds on, on like Colossus. You can have a debt build with, you know, the, the Tesla coil and something else, and a full debt build with the, the missile launch and the mortar, right? So even within that, there's diversity and variety. Like it's, it's so much. And think about it like, (laughs) think about it like this. This is getting exhausting just thinking about, okay, in a good way. In order to get all your builds up to snuff, you're going to have to play so freaking much. If you want just your Colossus, okay, just your Colossus to have a really strong debt build, primer build, and a build with both, you're going to have to play a lot because you're going to want to get good stuff for all of it. Let's say your debt builds, you want to have like mortars and rail gun. You know how long it's going to take for you to get the high level right rolls, right versions that you want on those items? Dude, I'm telling you, the grind is going to be there. It will. It's going to be really, really there. Guys, I'm not playing. My hands are going all over the place. Like, try and pay attention just a little bit to what's going on. I'm not trying to be like a click plate, a clickbait faker here. I'm not like sitting with my hands below the camera trying to fake you out. I'm literally talking like an Italian ranting about food. Like, my hands are going all over the place. It's very clear I'm not playing. <laughs> It's like, it's clear as day that I'm not playing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like Kermit the Frog. Ah! Like, come on. Come on. Uh, Merkzo, should Bioware EA consider doing a battle pass like Fortnite or tie it to the Origin Premium and give stuff out monthly? Seems like a better direction to take than buying cosmetics piecemeal. Oh, I mean, I could see them doing, I could see them doing something like that. I totally could. I could see them saying, we're going to have, uh, you know, seasonal cosmetics drip fed out. And if you want to have like a guarantee that you're going to get those things, you could pay like some type of an extra fee on your premiere. And then you just know that you're going to be getting all those cosmetics or they could do it like ESO does where you get a couple of the cosmetics guaranteed. And then you get like an allotment of shards every month or something. I, dude, that would be such a, that would be such a win you're basically going to have a swath of players in the player base paying a subscription fee. How do you think ESO does so like does so well and adds so much stuff? Because they basically have tons of people in the player base that are paying a subscription fee for cosmetics, for mounts and cool-looking stuff and for in-game currency. I think they're called crowns in ESO. I I don't know. That was they still sell their DLCs, right, Gollum? But it's a game that basically is like an MMO RPG light that has large areas, dedicated servers, and all that stuff's maintained and managed. And you don't have to pay any. You don't have to pay any subscription fees. You buy and you're in, and that's it. Um, guys, he's playing with his feet, right? <laughs> so. I like ESO, but it has pros and cons for sure. I'm not saying ESO does it perfect, but what I'm saying is is that ESO gives you a large MMO experience with dedicated servers with no subscription fee because they basically have a subscription fee for cosmetics. So, 
I could see them doing something similar in Anthem. DJiraz75. I pre-ordered the Legion of Dawn edition, so I get four armor packs for $20. Based on this, do you think other armor packs should cost the same? $5 per pack. Here's what I think. I think speculating about price is dangerous because then you're going to, even though you know you're speculating, I I still think you're going to set your expectations. But I will say this. I think $5 for an armor set is a great price because in in my mind, I'm not an expert. I've not done market research, but in my mind, if the price is low, lots of people will buy it. They'll be like, five bucks? That thing's dope. Give it to me. Right? Now, people that have done market research might push back and be like, well, the higher the cost, the consumer interprets that as having more value and being cooler and being more exclusive, thus it's in higher demand, thus we can sell it at the higher price point and subsequently make more on the profit margin. I don't, <laughs> it could go either way, right? I'm, this is pure speculation. And when you pre-order and they give you a bunch of stuff jammed into the pre-order, that's not always a one-to-one communication of the value within the microtransaction store. Um, I think you're getting an armor set for each javelin, yes. That's why you're getting four. I don't think you're getting four because they're like, yeah, it's five bucks per. It's like, oh, you pre-ordered for twenty. We're gonna give you, we're gonna give you something dope for each, uh, for each javelin. I wish you could switch shoulders in Anthem. It's not gonna be a need to switch shoulders. It's not a cover-based shooter. There's never gonna be a time where you really feel the need to do that. When I aim down sight, look how far my character goes over into the corner. He's literally over in the corner, barely impeding the view. It's not like a cover-based shooter where your character's like in the way and you're using like walls and corners and stuff. It's not like this. And it's not a pr- you're not supposed to be really using your gun as your primary mode of attack anyway. You're supposed to be using your abilities. Not like supposed to like you have to play a certain way, but it's not a gun-based game, it's an abilities-based game. 3 to $5 dollars uh, USD for a set might be reasonable if you're addicted on vanity items and you want to support the game but, uh, more, but 3 to 5 bucks. Right, like I said, it could go either way. It could go either way. Because $20 for a set it represents four pieces. That's $5 per piece. If the coin, if the earn rate on the coins is good, and you have all, if you have enough to buy all but one piece of the set, you might say, oh, five bucks to complete the set, I'll do that, that's not too bad. Again, earn rate of coins is a question, price per piece is a question, there's a lot of questions we're going to want to have answered, but... The reason I'm confident it's not going to be too aggressive or quote-unquote scummy is because they need hardcore players to get this game off the ground, and aggressive microtransactions are off-putting to hardcore players. Pedal. Hey, Lono, big fan. Do you think at some point EA will add pay-to-win in micros, microtransactions? Just because it's only cosmetics at launch doesn't mean it will stay that way. Pay-to-win is an overused term that doesn't apply to Anthem because there's no PvP. The only thing you could do in Anthem is pay to not play. Like, it's literally the antithesis of why you should spend money. It's, It's pay to not play. So... They would never do that, though. It's a loot-based game. Like, they would, again, the this game is going to run on the engine of 
hardcore players and hardcore players would be like wait a minute I just spent all this time grinding for all these legendary and masterwork weapons and you're letting people just buy them that would would upset people even though it's not PvP right even though it's not PvP people would say you're devaluing all the work that I've put in because somebody can just get out their credit card and they can buy all the dope gear that I've worked hours for again I I really think the the, t- the identity of the game and the type of players that will play this game is going to serve as a bulwark of protection against that type of thing happening. I don't think they're going to be like, it's only cosmetic, and then in a month they're going to be like, hey, you can buy legendaries for money. I don't think they're going to do that. I really don't. That's too risky. You're talking about You're talking about people literally stopping playing and leaving if they were to do that. Because again, it'll, it, would, it would uproot the game. And then someone in chat saying, I'm pretty sure EA will make that mistake. I'm pretty sure you don't know that. So saying that with that level of confidence it, it, like, is based on nothing that we've heard or seen. And it would be completely counterintuitive, not counterintuitive, it would be completely counterproductive to the success of this game. If they want this game to succeed and go on for months and months and months, that isn't that wouldn't work. They've done it with other titles, yes, but they've done it with titles that are not game as service and some of the titles they did it with like Star Wars not a game as service they got so much backlash on the micros they dialed them all back right all their games are services that's naive you don't know the definition of a game as service so don't throw around the word naive when you don't even understand the categories I'm using game as service that's not what battle that's not what star wars battlefront is you don't know what a game as service is if you think all games are services like you don't understand what the term is so i i'm telling you the 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 player base that this game will capture will serve as the bulwark if they completely if they completely go off the rails and just trash the game with micros and and like drive all the hardcore players away that'd be a terrible business decision for profit because they would lose their audience which means they would lose their game which means they would ultimately lose that trickle of microtransaction spending that they'd probably be getting right battlefront is 100 percent a game as service it's still receiving updates it's it's not that kind of game though just because call of duty gets updates like six or nine months later or battlefront gets updates six or nine months later it is not a game as service it is not a game that is set up to be a hobbyist daily weekly monthly grind anthem and destiny and division and elder scrolls online are in a completely different category than battlefront the fact that i have to say that sentence hurts my brain that I have to say there's a distinct difference between those games and Battlefront. They're not the same. Like, if they wanted Battlefront to have a long tail and last a long time, then they went about it the complete wrong way. It's it's that's that's not the style of game that it is to begin with. And secondly, the micro the way they handle the micros hurt the game's reception, which hurt the game's purchases, which hurts the game's initial audience, which affects everything from that point on. Vork, uh, Tanamo Bay. Don't you think the leaked images with outrageous prices so that at the launch they can drop the prices and act like they are, quote, listening and care about the gamer? People are freaking out for nothing. No, they didn't leak them because it was a content creator that took a picture at the event and was told not to share it. It wasn't like, it wasn't like a planned leak. 
they literally told people to not capture the store because it was all placeholders and it would be it would be misinformation if it got out it would be incorrect information if it got out that's how it got out it didn't get out because like they were like yeah yeah push the leak out yeah 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 like uh uh-uh no now the leak may serve some good purpose here as you said maybe they can look like the hero in the in the maybe they can look like the hero because they they, they 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 come out and they're like no that's not how, that's not what the price is right I don't know how vague this definition is but this is what I found uh, games as service represents providing video games or game content on a continuing revenue model similar to software as service games as service are ways to monetize video games either after their initial sale or to support free to play model game right and that's what I mean like just because battlefronts receiving updates doesn't mean it's a game as service now if I guess if battlefronts continuing to do monetized updates and expansions I guess you could say that but most games in that vein of of like a battlefront game like a pvp game they're not games as service it's not like destiny where they want you to play it and envision you playing it for two three and four years because they just they keep expanding the game and you keep investing in the game and and again it's monetized i i don't think i don't think the the thing that i really push back on what someone said in chat is all games are a service that is completely and utterly untrue no just because it even has online doesn't mean it's a game of service because eventually nobody's playing and the and the patches and the updates start co- stop coming out, you know. Overwatch and League's games of service. Um I think like generically you could say that since they maintain the servers, they do the updates, they do the seasons, they want you to keep coming and playing and grinding and getting your diamond rankings and stuff. In a generic way, sure. But I think there's games of service like that that are more like a it's it's more of like a carousel. You're just kind of doing the same thing over and over again, right? It's 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 Overwatch. Maybe they release new characters or new uh, new maps. But games like this are meant to be more of like an online service, like service world where the world's expanding and your experience is expanding with it. Instead of like in Overwatch, you're playing the same maps and games over and over, but you're trying to like. Would you say Fortnite's a game in service? I mean, because you can always log in and play. Well, it's always the same map, and it's always this, it's the map changes. But so, like, I think there's like a low level generic like game in service. I think that games like ESO, games like Anthem, and games like Destiny and Division are in a different category because it's meant to capture like a hobbyist player that grinds you know what i'm saying like you can play fortnite whenever you want or overwatch whenever you want you don't necessarily have to get invested to boot those games up and play them the the reason that these games are different is because you there's like there's an investment in continuing to play sure you can invest in your rank in overwatch but like fortnite and other games are just always there to pick up and play if you want they kind of support like both even if you are like a hobbyist player in in Fortnite, the the evidence of you being a hobbyist player is more is more shown in your skill, not like what your player looks like or your player advancing or your player having like a, you know that that kind of happens with the books and the seasons and the skin unlocks and the challenges. But sleeper agent says, do you think that microtransactions was the right move or should they just have kept it with the in-game currency? Is it a money grab? I mean, as I've already made, as I've already made the point, as I've already made the point, I don't think you can expect this game to expand the experience for free. I think that, I think that, and I'm going to say this as nicely as possible, but I think expecting Anthem to expand the experience 
beyond like the first month, right? They're just if they're adding things and they're giving you new places to go and new things to go do and new gear to go chase. If you expect them to do that for free, th- that is a stupid expectation. That's the only word I can use. That's stupid. Why would you think a company can do that? Where's the money coming from? You spent $60 in a month, two months, three months later. They're just supposed to crank out updates and new things for you to do for free. Like, what planet are you on? Who can do that, right? So it's not a cash grab. It's not a money grab. It's it's literally the way that they subsidize the game expanding and, and increasing your experience. I just, I really want to know the people that think they shouldn't do any microtransactions. What systems should they go to then? $20 every time they expand the experience? That's not working in a lot of games. It fragments the community. There are people that then can't get the expanded experience and then they can't play with their buddies. That's why 343 and Respawn started giving away maps because it fragments the community when you just when you monetize maps in a PvP game. There's been a lot of discovery about about why that doesn't work monthly sub a monthly subscription fee would not get off the ground console users would reject that out of hand so paid dlc is better than microtransactions that is your opinion and there's nothing there's no there's no market research to base that that's the right call for a game like this what if this is the new way forward for games like this you don't ever have to spend a dime you don't have to spend a dime you buy the game for 60 bucks and you can play it and play it and play it and two to two to three months later, there's new stuff to do, and it doesn't cost you anything. How is that? How is paid DLC better? You can literally never spend another dime. You spend the 60 bucks, and you never spend another dime, and the only thing you might miss out on are some frilly cosmetics. But in this structure, you never spending a dime means in a month, two months, three months, six months, whatever, they're adding new things for you to do. How is that not better? You get to completely opt out of paying. Like, that. I just, I don't know. I think we need to give time to see if the format works because I think over time it could be, it could be seen as a significantly better way to expand experiences and, and give people just that freedom of choice. Because the other thing you have to consider is the cosmetics that are funding that system, you don't have to buy them. You can earn them on your own. You know what I mean? I don't mind paying for a complete game in an ongoing manner. I think if you look at the DLC attach rates for for Destiny with Forsaken and other games like it, even look at the attach rates for like House of Wolves and and Dark Below and look at player base numbers at the time, how significantly lower they were than the launch title, I think it becomes pretty clear that that structure isn't automatically better and it's it has its own pitfalls. I think there's room for an, a, another way and another path. As long as it's cosmetics and earnable, I don't see why you would care that some fat cats and some whales and some people with just disposable income are constantly funding the game that you love because they're buying they're buying skins and decals, you know? Especially if if the market research is saying the DLC model is is not working, the subscription model wouldn't work on console, then if you want Anthem to be successful, then you wouldn't want those models, right? So, if if those models are are not going to work, especially for consoles, I just think I don't think subscription fees are anywhere near getting off the ground on consoles. Like whoever does it first, it's going to be so risky. Whoever does it first, 
if they try and launch a game on consoles with a subscription fee, that they're gonna they're gonna be the test case. They're gonna be the guinea pig, and I don't think it'll work. I think people that buy consoles do not understand why a subscription fee is needed. You know, just today we've had to explain why you might have to have microtransactions in a game that's going to last longer than a month because $60 can't fund that. You spend $60 and play Tomb Raider for 20 hours, you'll spend $60 and play Anthem for probably 100 100 to 200 before you really hit the hit the ceiling of like, okay, I'm starting to get all the loot that I run, want. You know? It'll be a cross-play, cross-sev game that does a subscription model first. That's my prediction. If anybody gets away with the subscription fee, it would be a cross-play, cross-save because then you would have the PC audience there to kind of like get the thing jump-started and prove that it could be, you know, it could be done. Even if, uh, even if it gets off the ground, I still don't think it'll become normative. People are saying Final Fantasy has had subscription fees since 2002. Is that a required subscription fee or an optional one like ESO? Because ESO's got a subscription fee, but it's not a requirement. Are the Final Fantasy subscription fees required? And is the Final Fantasy game primarily a PC game? Okay, it is required. Is it primarily a PC game? Would that be like World of Warcraft coming to console? I don't know. And even still, as I was just saying, I don't think it's going to become normative even if a couple of games pull it off. I, I don't think it will. I think, generally speaking, your game's got to be pretty massively popular. I mean, there's also demographic differences, right? If Final Fantasy is super popular in the Asian markets, how many of those how many of those consumers are helping to really fund that and keep that going? If your audience is primarily American, I think the subscription fee uh, structure would, would do worse on console. It would struggle. Um, so... List 83. How do you justify the prices they're trying to charge? Like $12 for an emote. There are no confirmed prices. There's nothing confirmed yet. Everything that has been put out is inaccurate. We were told to not capture the store for that reason. Born Phenom. Why haven't people considered that this is just a mock-up of the store UI, or was it confirmed that it was in-game? We, I, yeah, I literally just got done saying at the capture event we were told to not capture the store it was all placeholders we were literally told verbatim it is all placeholders if the public were to see this it would be incorrect information it's not accurate list 83 you know the grind for coins is going to be ridiculous as far to grind need to inhibit the purchases how do you justify that you don't know that you are presumptive you are being presumptive and putting me in a corner like stop it ask good questions don't ask questions that are loaded with your own assumptions d1 bound uh with how strong customization currently is an anthem already um how is this a big issue well i mean think about it like this Cosmetics can look pretty dadgum cool. I mean, the team at the team at Epic that creates those skins. Uh, I'm really hoping those people are paid handsomely because they are generating a stupid amount of revenue. The skins, the skins for Fortnite are just unbelievably awesome looking. So, customization is there. Sure, I love it. It's very very customizable. You can really tweak what your what your javelin looks like. Um, it's some of the best out-of-box customization I've seen. There's a lot. You can make each individual piece a different color, texture, etc. Um, well, maybe not each individual piece. Can you go to each individual piece and change the paint color? I don't know if you can do that. But there's a lot of color options, texture options, uh, that, that gives you a freedom to make you, you know, make, you're allowed to look the way you want to look. So, 
the reason that people are making this a big deal is because they know cosmetics can look really, really awesome, and then the jealousy factor will hit, and they'll be mad that they can't get it right away, because <laughs> they want to look as cool as their buddy, <laughs> who's got his mom's credit card, you know, and can buy all the all the stuff right away. Daft702, you think Bioware will deem cosmetics as aspirational content? Um... As far as I could see from how everything was structured, it's not aspirational content. What's aspirational content is this you're borrowing this phrase from a term that Bungie used recently. Aspirational content is content that's sort of out of your reach. You're aspiring to go do it, right? I, Grandmaster 3, you know, doing a, a, a stronghold at Grandmaster 1, 2, or 3. That's aspirational content. Now, you may mean, what if it's aspirational content like it's so high in price, you're aspiring to save up to get it. I still don't think that works as aspirational content. Aspirational content basically means it's tough content that's out of your reach. You're aspiring to get there and to do it. That's not what cosmetics are classified as. T-Funk, do you think Anthem will struggle with armor doesn't do anything for you similar to D2 vanilla? Um... No, because that's not the driver behind your build. Your entire build can change because you're using different mod components, right? You're using your you're changing your build with your abilities. There's all kind of things that go into the influence of your build and your armor's not that. You're not farming for armor. See, in Destiny, it was different. You can farm for armor and put on armor, and it doesn't do anything, right? In Anthem, the distinction's clear. You don't chase armor. You can buy it to look cool, but you don't chase armor. You you chase mod components that change your your armor and your health, your resistance, your you know your it's a modification, right? So I think it's a, actually a better system because it's a clear distinction. In Destiny 2 Vanilla, it was like grind for armor, and it literally means nothing. It's literally just dress up. So, and by the way, guys, if you're new to the stream and you're enjoying this this setup and this type of content. SNTR Presents is the name of the podcast I'm doing right now. I do it live with you on the fly, and we take questions. I did a little 10-minute talk about the microtransactions, and now I'm taking your questions. I do this in Destiny, and I'm planning to do it in Anthem. My plan with Anthem is to give you a hub of content. You show up, we have a discussion, we have a talk. You're not just watching me play. Uh, I'm giving you something for your time, and you're a part of it, too, when you contribute to the question. So if you're enjoying this type of content a free and easy way to support me is to click the little heart button that's the follow button hit that to make sure you don't miss my streams i plan to do this sort of thing all the time with destiny with anthem and with division thank you razor for the brand new prime sub and thank you oh nate walls i missed your 100 bits so um thank you again razor for the prime sub if you guys have prime subs and you use them on my channel i greatly appreciate that Milky says, I understand why microtransactions are hated, but specifically in a PvE only game, why is there so much panic over pay to win? I think pay to win gets thrown around as ignorantly and as oftenly is oftenly a word and as often as cash grab. <laughs> I think people use words like cash grab and pay to win and you know, they, they use words like that all the time and they use them in an ignorant and an inaccurate way. You can't pay to win. 
right? You can't pay to win. Overpowered or broken, right? People use that all the time in Destiny, right? Oh, it's overpowered or it's broken. Another brand new Prime Sub from Network Skeleton. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, oftenly. <laughs> How ironic that I would say oftenly. I would like make up a word when talking about words not being used properly. So yeah, I I think that <laughs> I think that another Prime Sub from Dom Dark 001. Thank you very much for another prime sub you guys enjoy your dope badges and emotes you are dope and deserve dope stuff and if you guys are familiar with discord when you sub to this channel our discord has lfg if you know what lfg is that's looking for group as a sub we you get access to our lfg and we're going to have one for anthem so if you're looking for people to play with this is a good community that's accustomed to subbing jumping in discord and teaming up to play games it could really suit your uh, your needs as a fan of anthem or division or destiny any of those games that you like to play with other people so yeah i mean moki i think the panic over pay to win is because that's what people do we came up with the term trash parrot because we said most trolls are just trash parrots. They just parrot the trash they hear on the internet. You know, kill yourself, KYS, you're ugly, pay to win. You know, they're literally just a parrot. They're just saying crap they've seen on the internet. They're like, oh, I know that this is a dirty word. This is a buzzword. I'm going to say this word. So when people see microtransactions, that's the first thing they jump to. Oh, pay to win, pay to win, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's a PVE game. What the frick are you talking about? Pay to win what? Like, pay to skip? Pay to not play? Oh, I have to grind for materials? No, you know, I'm going to pay for them. That's not, you know, you can't do that. But even if you could, that's not pay to win. That's pay to skip. Uh, three months from Ali Arso. Subbed because I like the discussions and interactions you have with the chat. Keep up. Thank you very much, man. That's a blue badge for you. Thank you for three months of subs and for keeping your Prime sub here. Captain McFly, with three loot investment games being active at once this year, how do you plan on being involved in Division Destiny and Anthem? I see each game being served really well as me rotating through and giving each a fair amount of time each day. Now, again, if if Division comes out and is I'm enjoying it and Destiny goes through a bit of a lull I can always swap and start with Anthem and do some division right and do an SNTR presents and a question and answer in both give you guys content give you a chance to do Q&A but uh, if 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 Destiny doesn't really experience that if it doesn't have those droughts then I would say that if there's always something to do in Destiny, I'll just have to have maybe days where I don't do one of the games. I love to do what we're doing right now. I boot up the game, I play, I get some stuff done, and then I get to talk to you and do a Q&A while I'm still grinding in the game. Like, these games are perfect for this format. They're so, so good. So I'm excited to do that in, in all three games if possible. So I'm looking forward to it. I really am looking forward to it. Um, and I believe there will be times in Destiny where it's like, eh, there's not really anything to chase right now, so I'm not really going to play. Or I just play less, right? Maybe I boot up in Destiny and literally talk for 30 minutes and jump right into an SNTR, and then two hours later, I bounce. And then I do, you know, three hours of Division, and then I do four hours of Anthem. I have no problem doing that. That's going to be a really fun season on the channel if we're able to do that. That's a lot of looting and shooting, and a lot of great conversations, a lot of great Q&A, and a ton of new community members we can meet and fold into our happy home here, you know? 
Rainmaker. Why do you think game developers shouldn't sell some cosmetic items that are purchasable only? These games take so much time and hard work to develop. Who the heck are we to tell them that they can't do that to improve profits for future developments? Well, to be clear, I'm not saying they can't, right? I'm not saying they can't. You're right. They can do whatever they want with their product. In three months, they could say, we're launching an all-new vanity store in Anthem, and these are items that cannot be earned. They can only be purchased. They're in their right to do that. It's their game. They could say, this is this is primo stuff. We spent a lot of time making this and creating this, and we don't want any of this to be free or earnable. Okay? Now, I would not approach that from a, you can't do that, finger wag mentality. What I would say is, what you're doing grates against the identity of the game. This is a loot pursuit game. I'm chasing, earning, and, and getting loot in the game as a representation of my time and my investment and my loyalty and now you're putting something in the game that is at odds with that so I would approach it from that angle I'm not saying they can't have things that are available for purchase but in a loot pursuit game when you make things that are purchasable that you can only purchase them that starts to, to sort of I think break the identity of the game a little bit then it feels sliced up right it's like well okay so I can earn all this stuff but that stuff over there I can't earn what the frick like it feels sliced up in my mind so the minute they start adding stuff you can't obtain naturally with time and patience and and diligence that's when I start to approach it not by saying you can't do that but it'd be more like this is not good for the game's identity I think you guys need to track this back right that's how I would approach it Fox Tango, do you think Anthem will introduce non-chicken legs? Oh, you think the legs are too small? I don't think that at all. Gids, do you think there will be daily dungeons? I have no idea. We don't know how they're going to do that. There's shaper storms. There's there's activities and things that are going to increase the end game that we have zero clue how it's all going to work. Properly, uh, probably swag. This weekend we will see a better keyboard and mouse. Uh, Oh, will we see the better keyboard and mouse and flight and swim controls? I really want to see how adjusted it is before I buy the game. You wanting to see that adjusted is completely legitimate, and I hope you get your your way. I I sadly don't think you're going to. Um, I sadly don't think you're going to. I, I don't think that is um, a top priority. I think over time that will be something that probably lands launch and as long as they speak to it right um wait the devs have said it's been adjusted the mouse and the mouse and keyboard stuff's been adjusted because listen the build i played at the capture event people only complained about the water controls they didn't complain about the controls in general in their last live stream okay so again i don't i don't have this verified myself but someone in chat is indicating that on the previous live stream they said this demo will have better controls or whatever milo is saying the demo will have the same controls as the last but the the game will be adjusted it's adjusted but not in the demo okay it is adjusted but not in the demo I was just getting ready to say, as long as they speak to it, if they announce and say, listen, we understand optimization for mouse and keyboard is not in place, it will be in place for the launch title. If you're liking the game enough, then you have to decide if, if you think their word is good enough to go on. So just to be perfectly clear, the corrected flight and movement 
mouse and keyboard optimizations will not be in the demo coming this February 1st through the 3rd, okay? But it will be in the launch. Sparkblade. How are we supposed to earn coins? Also, at a steady rate or slow? Everything you do gets you coins, so when you end a mission, you just get coins, okay? There's contracts and other things as well. I don't know what rate we'll earn them at, and I don't know. This is something that I hope they do. And they may have spoken to this in some of the live streams. I would hope that they would have activities that are more rewarding for coins, but maybe less rewarding for loot. Like, what if there are coin contracts you can do that while you're doing it, you understand that you're investing in your vanity, you're not really investing in your loot. Like, you go and do the contract and it's purely for, like, coins. I think that'd be good because then the player could say, this is really important to me right now. My buddies aren't really around to go do, like, a high-level stronghold. So I'm going to do some of these bounties for some of the coins, but I'm not going to get any, I'm not going to get any loot for this, you know? Josiah 3555 says, Do you think there will be more javelins? At this time, they said there are no plans to add javelins. What I think they could do and may do, this is me purely speculating, okay? This is pure speculation. I think they could add javelin augments so your colossus completely changes, right? It's completely different. His ult changes, his, his, the guns that are available to him would change if you, if you basically did a, an augmented loadout. It would augment your whole thing. So you would, you would then, you would then have different abilities instead of the Tesla coil, it might be a, a frost, a frost mist or something. Like it just, it puts out this frosty mist that freezes everything around you. Uh, and then your ultimate changes and then you're able to get completely different things but you can only get those abilities when you're on that augmented loadout like it's a it's completely different loadout you have to go to that uh, different ultimate to use those I think that'd be cooler than adding new javelins because we're going to become so invested and attached to these javelins to suddenly have a, a vanilla like green brand new javelin with nothing on them you'd be like what? I... You know how long it's going to take me to get this guy? Now, some people might like that. They'd be like, dude, that's going to be awesome. That'd be a ton of, uh, you know, that'd be a ton of grind. I could go either way. I just think they'd get more capital out of having basically, basically right, four new javelins by doing four augments to the javelin. Like four new ults, and then those new ults, once you activate them and you go to that that loadout you get a completely new group of things that can drop and be equipped like a frost mist like i said or instead of a rail gun it's um i don't i don't know like you would it would obviously be inspired by the javelin you know you'd have the frost mist instead of the tesla coil and then you'd have a uh instead instead of a instead of a flamethrower it could be like a bolt caster and it's just like it's just doing like lightning so it's essentially like it's different, but it's still inspired by what you've been doing. So, Chris zero uh, eight nine. I think Anthem's biggest hurdle is going to be content when it releases. Do you think it will have enough to sustain a sizable player base until they release more content? As I outlined just a little while ago, the fact that there's four different javelins, and each javelin you could grind for really good loadouts for. 
an all primer, all detonation, and then one, and then and then both. So you could do both deton and priming with this one. You can do both detonation and priming, and then on this one it's all prime, and then on this one it's all detonation. Okay, each of the four javelins you could grind for a, like, those three loadouts. I think that's going to take you a long freaking time because if you're grinding for masterwork and legendary, like the top top tippity top gear. It, that's that's 12 loadouts like that's gonna take a long long time because when you even when you get an item that you might want it might not have the best perks on it you could still say oh well this mod components legendary but I'd really like to try and get a different one that has these perks increased instead of these maybe like it increases your auto cannon ammo and that's not what you use or what you want with that loadout so it's like it's like trying to get a god roll right I think there's gonna be a lot to chase and do uh list 83 have you heard any type of in-game chat communication that was my biggest annoyance with random teams i had one instance when someone got one of the lights to drop off but he didn't know it and we stood around for 20 minutes until he turned it in same with not knowing where to go in the water spot the yeah comms in these games i i don't know the answer this comes up a lot yo zapet like thank you for 29 months dude Comms in games like this are tough because if you just automatically opt people in, they can get really mad because they don't like that. It feels intrusive. Here's what I think they should do. I don't know if this is something they can put in. I don't think it's something they can put in uh, right away. But what I would do is I would say when you're matchmaking, when you're matchmaking, it should say, we strongly encourage communication on these missions maybe not for free play but for um, whenever you go into like a, a a stronghold we strongly encourage you opt into communication press and hold this button now and we will make sure that you are able to communicate with your team that would at least be like a wide net that would capture a lot of people that be like oh yeah sure yeah throw me into comms I want to hear people when you truncate it and like you get into the mission and you're like oh wait I can't hear anybody where am I supposed to go to do that I'll forget it I'll just run and gun like that you're making people do steps after they're on mission after they're in game I feel like there could be an entirely extra screen that's not there by the way that like shows your four javelins and says you know, opt into voice chat so you can communicate with your team and you hold on the button, yes, and then bling, 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 everyone's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Yeah, what's good, man? Uh, yeah, I'm set to prime. You're not really set for debt. Why don't you change your loadout? And you're like, oh, yeah, good idea. And you change your loadout, and then you ready up and deploy. Uh, that That's elaborate, right? They can't, uh, that might not be in there out of the box, but that's something they could work towards saying, why don't we have one extra screen for matchmaking that is like, that is like a sync a, a synchronization stage like sync up your loadouts get into voice chat cuz i think that would really turn turn people on to the idea of like what do you mean i'm not on detonation and they'd be like oh don't you know those little symbols above your abilities those all mean that those are primer well i'm a storm i can prime everything if you switch those abilities to detonation abilities as a colossus once i prime everything with with ice you can debt them and get combos and get tons of points and get tons of energy oh like you see what i'm saying if audio is out of sync guys just refresh it's something that's been happening on twitch for a while um it basically means you had a quality shift and the audio and the video got unsynced you can debt them and get combos and get tons of 
Yeah, I'm totally in sync. I just checked the mobile. So, I, but again, I know, I know that's elaborate. Like, a dev hearing that would probably like, oh my gosh, dude, building that would take forever. But it would be really, really good. So, it has voice over IP built in. It has game chat. But having something that encourages people to opt in, as well as the opportunity to sync up their classes, would be a really, really big win for the experience of those solo players matchmaking to have that combo cooperative experience that's what really wins people over there's a big value loss if people boot up the game solo play matchmake and never have a freaking clue about combos well the tutorial is going to teach them so that's at least going to get them hopefully educated but if they but if they if they boot up, go through those things, get their loadout, and throw themselves into matchmaking and never really experience the synergy and communication of, yeah, 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 they're primed, boom, combo, I really feel like they're missing out. So they said there's two, somebody told me in chat the other day that there's two, while we were doing the Rageous Roundtable, the dev said there are two combo tutorials. I think those are going to be key into like educating people that there's a great and and fun and really unique way to play this game that you're missing out on if you're not doing combos. But again, getting people into comms and getting people synced up with their builds would be another great step for people enjoying the game. Uh, Revo says, did the demo movement feel as clunky as it looked? That was uh, what really turned me off. Okay, so before I went to the capture event, a common, a very common thing people said was that the movement looked clunky. I went to the capture event having watched almost nothing and hadn't played it yet, and I was actually worried that I was not going to enjoy the gameplay and that it was going to feel quote-unquote clunky. I actually, within probably 20 to 30 minutes, was sold. I was like, this is so fun. I went through the tutorial that we were not allowed to record, but I went through the tutorial as the ranger, and within like seconds said, this is great. It's intuitive. It feels good. I feel It feels fluid. It feels fast. Within an hour, I was like, somebody needs to make a freaking Iron Man game. Like, I, you know how good Spider-Man was? I was like, this is so good. I don't think the movement is clunky at all. I think it looks clunky and chunky because of camera shake. Um, the camera shake's one of the main things, I think, making streams don't quite look... There's a fluidity that's not there. I would really like to be able to turn off camera shake. I pray they give us that out of the box uh, when it launches mythological figure vanity items are used by players to brag about their in-game success therefore the ability to purchase the same cosmetic and vanity items diminishes their value what do you think well that's not the way that it works in anthem so you're applying you're applying an axiom universally that i don't think is universal this game doesn't do that you don't go and beat a boss and get something to show off you play a lot and you earn coins and the more coins you have the more cool stuff you can buy the more unique you look right so i i think i think you're applying like oh this is how they brag about their in-game success not every game does that though some games don't give you like cosmetics for your rewards in this game anthem's not doing that anthem's giving you a currency and I think that's cool too, because then the currency says, "Hey, you, you go buy what you think looks the best." Instead of, "Hey, congratulations, you beat this mission. Here's something," and you're like, "Oh, that's kind of ugly, right?" So, 
there will be armor packs that you could not buy for coins or shards so there will be armor packs you just earn by by doing things that's good that's good cold daddy how does anyone know what the dollar shard ratio is if bioware hasn't officially announced it no one knows there was a screenshot and people are jumping to conclusions we need to wait for an official word from them It's confirmed by the devs you can only get from progression. Some. Okay, some. D1 bound. With the current javelins being tank, damage dealer, melee specialist, and ace of all trades, what do you think a possible fifth javelin could be? Um, a healer. I don't know if anybody would run a run healer, though. That's probably why they didn't do a healer. It's so abilities-based. A healer would have to be too focused on... A healer, would, <clears throat> a healer would have to be too focused on your players and not the enemies. Um, and I don't think the movement... Um, you would play healer. Here's why I'm going to tell you you probably wouldn't want to play healer. Alright, let me win you over um, to not wanting to be a healer. The agility of the players and the, how, how fast everyone's moving around would make it really hard for you to be a good healer. Now, there would be times where being a healer would be really good. Everybody in this mission right now, we're all in a centralized location. But there's so much splitting up and flying and moving. There's a storm guy up in the air. There's a dude over there on the ground. There's this guy over here. I think it'd be really, really difficult to keep up with everybody because of the flight and the agility. I don't think it would be fun. Um, now maybe that'd be part of the challenge, right? It would kind of be like the interceptor. It would be like, you gotta be high skilled if you want to be a good healer. You gotta really stay after your teammates. As far as any other classes go, I, I don't honestly know what else they could do other than healer. I think, you know, we've got, you've got your tank, you got your tank, your melee, and then your, you know, your damage, and then sort of like your soldier, like you said, ace of all trades, I, you know, or jack of all trades. I uh I'm not actually sure where else where else one could land other than a healer. Johnny always. What would you have a problem with if Anthem sold skin packs that have RNG attached to their contents? I don't think you want that. I don't like that in any game. I think if I'm going to spend money or anybody's going to spend money, you should know what you're buying. Am I buying this is the skin, this is the cost, boom. Transaction of value. Um they could have it like Mercy where you fly directly to a teammate. That's true. You could have it to be where you could kind of like lock on to somebody and like zip over to them. Maybe a healer could be pretty cool. Yeah, I don't think you'd want a loot box in, in this kind of game. I think loot boxes in general are just problematic because you don't know what you're getting when you spend the money. Nate Wall says, Do you think they could add cosmetic emblems or symbols to your character customization, possibly even custom clan engrams and logos, and charge money for these? Oh, like custom... Um, I mean, there already is like vinyls and stuff. Like it's like a, it's like a decal. But if they did customization, I feel like that becomes a becomes a an issue of quality control because people can say and spell offensive things. So I don't think they'd want to go to that level of customization. They said no custom vinyls. Yeah, it's just too easy for people to make offensive pictures and images. People would make like. People would make swastikas. People would spell out the N-word. I mean, trust me. I played Black Ops when you could customize your own logo. And that you saw that crap all the time. <clears throat> DXCV. With Anthem hitting Origin Access, 
Do you think the store could be tiered based off of origin access versus retail copy with prices higher for players not paying the initial retail cost? I have no idea why they would do this. Um, I have no idea why they would do this, but so I don't, I can't speak to it. Valor Bunker, do you know if you can choose your first javelin or is it ranger at all level one? I think it's ranger until level, what is it? It's two eight. Is it two eight sixteen? Isn't that how it works? Like you just have to get to level two and you can pick another one. So I think you just have to play till level two and then you can pick another one. So you're basically ranger for like a very very short time. Yeah, I'm getting confirmation in chat. Yeah, level two, you choose any javelin. So it's two. It's like two eight sixteen or something like that. Two eight sixteen twenty. There you go. Well, wait. Why would there be four unlock levels? Oh, so that's right. You don't get the ranger. If you unlock, like, the Colossus, you wouldn't get ranger. Got it, got it, got it. Two, you pick any. That's the one you're locked with till eight. And then it's 16, then 26. I, what's the first tutorial? The tutorial missions must get you to level t- two. You're, like, level one. And then when you're done, you're probably at Fort Tarsus's level two, I would think. Is everything that is earnable purchasable... I don't think so, no. Because you can... I, well, I want to be careful how I answer this. I don't know. I don't know exhaustively. I don't want to answer this. As far as I saw, if you could... If you could, like, earn it with coin, that's because you're earning the coins and buying. It was also... It was also purchasable with shards. But... I can earn loot by playing. You can't purchase loot. You can't purchase guns. You can't purchase abilities or mod components. Um, yeah, Milo's got it the other way you want to phrase it. If it is purchasable with real money, it is also earnable with in-game currency. So you can't purchase with money everything in the game. Like crafting materials were seen in the store. You can't purchase crafting materials with real money. You can purchase crafting materials in a limited quantity with the in-game earned currency. So if it's purchasable with money, you can you can earn it with coin naturally if you want. Mark Dara said you start with the ranger. I think you start with the ranger and go through the, the tutorials. And when you're done with the tutorials, you end up at Fort Tarsus level two and can pick the one you want. I'm fairly certain it's Ranger for tutorial only. And I think naturally that's going to funnel a lot of people toward Ranger because he's very accessible and fun. Dominique Stark. Do you think they would use a system similar to Diablo where you buy and sell gear weapons? Personally, I would not be a fan of that. No, Auction House would be terrible. Diablo shut down the Auction House. I don't think you'll ever see anything like that come back. Smoky Gaming. How would you feel if they did micros like Fallout 76 does, where you hardly earn anything in game and then they put things up for a limited time with really high prices forcing you to spend money? Well, first of all, they can't force you to spend money because you don't need it. And second, they can't force you to spend money because everything that we've seen that you can do for customization can be bought with in-game currency, so you just wait to purchase it. Now, if they're going to say... Once this armor set is gone, it's gone forever. I would argue that that would be a really bad decision that I can't envision them doing because then they stop making money on the item. You'd have to know with a lot of certainty 
that if this is only available for 48 hours and then never available again, you'd have to know with utter certainty that's going to maximize your purchases. Because then you're never selling it again. It never makes you a dime after that. I don't think that's a smart structure. It's Buddha time. Lono, do you feel that the overall consumer don't mind there being a pay-to-look-good type micros as long as they're priced with reason? No pay-to-win? Well, you can't do pay-to-win in a PvE game. Um, it would be pay-to-skip or pay-to-not-play. So, paying to look good is, again, not even necessary because you can you can use the in-game currency to buy the stuff. Nine says, do you think they will release Anthem on Nintendo Switch? Doubtful. Uh, doubtful. I don't think the Switch is strong enough to run this. It's a very, very intensive game that in some measure is going to struggle probably to have a uh, good consistent frame rate on vanilla Xbox One and vanilla PS4. Demalius, do you think paying for micros is better here than paying for content expansions such as Strongholds and Javelins? Yes, because... Because if you want a game like this to go the distance, you need it to be really easy for people to play. And if the content never costs money to be expanded upon, then that's a great way to keep people in the mix and keep people in the game. So, and that it fragments your player base when you monetize it. So your buddy wants to come and play and get into Anthem. Isn't it going to be super great to tell him, yeah, you spend 60 bucks and we'll get you all grinded up. Yeah, you don't have to buy anything else right (laughs) you want to get into anthem you just buy the game and you're in you don't have to do anything else so you said that at launch it won't be cross play but that in the future it might be do you know when I didn't say that it might be I said that if everything this is how I phrase it if everything is held on origin servers the potential for cross save is there cross play is really iffy just dependent on the the way like the servers and the netcode work I don't know anything about crossplay coming down the line. I qualified my statement and said, if everything is held on the origin servers, cross-save is possible because then you could basically boot up on PC and it would just pull down your characters from their servers that you've been grinding on PlayStation. That's a big if. So, if and then at cross-play, I mean, again, if everything's on their servers, maybe. But again, that's up to them. Like, they, somebody in chat saying, um... The dev said it might be in the future. Yeah, I mean, if the dev said it might be in the future, but, like, I never said it might be in the future, but I I said if everything's held on origin servers, then it's possible. But that, again, depends on if they want to do it or not. Um, uh, Dunno with three months of subs. Welcome back, dude. Thank you very much. Uh, Rock and roll. Love the stream. Oh, Frost Exploit. I missed your eight-month resub. I am so sorry. Welcome back, Frost. I apologize. Uh, Mentat Canis. As someone who will have limited time in the next demo, any advice for getting into the combat system quickly? I would say pick Ranger or pick Storm and really, really focus on combos. Get a build that has debts and primers and really enjoy priming something and then detonating it. Uh, Ranger is really easy to do that with. You just go in, you rush in, you melee them with the sword. You can do it from the sky. You slam your sword down. If they're covered in shock, hit them with a homing missile. And when you see that ka-chink combo pop up and they die, it'll feel really, really good. The R-Dub. With, with now knowing what each Javelin's abilities are and what their detonators are, does this change what Javelin you will start with the game upon release? I really like Colossus, but I think I may start with Ranger just because Ranger's like really, really straightforward. 
I love Colossus, but there's just something about the Ranger that feels nice. Like he's he's Iron Man with an ele- with a with an electric sword. Um, so I could see going with Ranger, but I could also see going with Anthem. I don't know. It's a month from now. I may change my mind. Damien, has anyone mentioned set items anywhere on the forums or dev questions? Uh, not that I've seen. Uh, un 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 unwitzed, unwist. I think it's supposed to be untwisted, unwisted. Um, anyway, I'm not afraid that there won't be enough diversity and loot to get an anthem, but do you believe there will be enough content to have fun with all our new toys? I think so because of the difficulty spectrum. I think the stronger you get, the more the more you're going to feel that pull to ratchet up the difficulty and to make things feel really, really strong. That, I think, is going to be the natural, the natural course of things. Trigger Saint. Is how you get additional javelins the same as in the demo? Do we all start with Ranger and then unlock from there? We just answered this a little bit ago. You unlock it 2, 2, 8, 16, and 20. You'll do the tutorial with the Ranger, and then at, and then at level 2, back at 4, you can pick any of the javelins. CBS Unit. I still enjoy playing Diablo 3 Seasons. From what you've seen so far, do you think something like that could work in Anthem to keep players playing? I said that at the capture event when people were like, I wonder how they're going to extend the... Um, the end game. I said I could see them doing something like seasons, like with Diablo, the Rift system. I 100% could see them doing that. Yeah, there's a primer's image for you guys in chat right now. Very useful image uh, for you to build a really, really good debt primer build, or a primer debt build. I'm sorry. Uh, Hammes, is it confirmed that there's scaling for one player, two, three, and four? If so. How did you find the solo scaling? Much harder than four-man? What did you think the sweet spot for the number of players? Well, there's stuff that's very clearly just not going to be very fun for a solo player. I don't think you're going to like playing a stronghold solo. I don't know about scaling, but when I was playing just through mission solo, as a... As a... As a uh, what was I playing? As a Colossus? I was struggling, but I didn't understand debts and primers. So I kind of want to go back and play those missions and see... Oh wow! If I'm by myself and I understand deaths and primers, how strong and how awesome can I be with a with a Colossus? I was just playing it like a shooter and really struggling by myself because, and that's on me, right? I didn't understand how it worked, so I can't really speak to that because I didn't play solo with any intelligence. And when I played with teammates, by that time we all understood deaths and primers, so we were rolling through. Pharaoh, do you think Anthem will encourage the usage of having more than one javelin like Destiny encourages you to have one of each class? I think it will because I'll give you an example. When I was playing as Colossus in the end game on the end game day, something legendary dropped and it was for the Interceptor. And what do you think that's going to do to me if I haven't really touched Interceptor yet? It's going to motivate me to pick up the Interceptor. So I I happen to think you're you're gonna feel that pull if you start getting cool gear and cool loot to drop for those for those uh, for those other javelins you'll probably want to boot them up and play as them or if you play with a buddy and he's rocking storm and you're like that was really cool what you're doing I want to do that I think that's gonna happen as well. Scaling is based off of difficulty. The number of enemies is set to the activity. Yeah, I didn't think anything changed according to how many players were in the game. Nob, if solely my if solely micros and endgame purchases funds future content, how do you think content will be packaged and how often do you see the content landing? Probably quarterly. Uh, quarterly. I don't think I don't think every every six months is a long time. 
I'm, I'm guessing. I'm shooting in the dark here, but I would think annual is too far. Too, that's too long. Every six months is, is still a little too long. Quarterly, I think, is reasonable. You know, three whole months of vanilla, and then they do something. And then three whole months of whatever that is, and then they do something. I think that could be a pretty good rhythm. It's, it's something that, you know, obviously Destiny has done, but... Um, Anything, any any other interval would either be just too fast, like monthly would be really fast, and then every six months would be really far out, annual would be really far out. So, I don't know if they're going to have quarterly updates. I said that I'm guessing that that would be the best setup, but it may not be that way. I don't know. It may be, it may be pretty far out before they start doing anything, but I would think you'd really start to lose people if you took longer than, than a quarter. If you took longer than three months, I think you'd start to lose people, and then the, and then it wouldn't. You just, I don't know. One month would be super super fast, and six months would be like an eternity because you. I mean, you'd basically it would basically take a lot of players two months to get sort of like okay, I've gotten everything. That means you've got you know anywhere from three to four months of nothing. So I don't know. They haven't said that's the big question mark. I'm just just. I'm just spitballing about why I don't think it would be annual or every six months. It had to be a little bit quicker than that, but it couldn't be. It couldn't be super fast. Like the, there's a lot to do. Craft is my dad. I know your main thing is to use abilities, but do you think guns are kind of underwhelming? Like maybe if we get legendary guns uh, that do unique explosions and stuff. But I remember Gig saying something about it. Guns not feeling strong. What do you think? Well, I mean, if yeah, guns don't feel strong because we were using low tier guns. So there's white, green, blue, purple, orange, and then like yellow, like for for legendary. Okay, so six six tiers. We were using the bottom three. Most of what we were using was white and green. So we were using the like the bottom of the bottom. So boot up destiny. Okay, throw yourself into some mid-tier activities like strikes and stuff and I want you to use all white and green gear it's pretty underwhelming stuff right doesn't look that cool doesn't do much reloads really slow on the guns you know what I'm saying um so the the guns feeling weak they're low tier weapons and that's not what you're supposed to be doing. I mean, I'm watching this footage and it's painful for me to watch me use my gun so much. I'm like, why am I playing that way? Like, right there what I just did, that's what you're supposed to be doing, using abilities. The guns are for like your intermission. They're for they're not to be the primary means of combat. Anybody playing Anthem that is staying on the ground, being like playing boots on the ground and primarily using their weapons, they are not going to enjoy themselves. They're going to get bored and they're going to get trounced. And they're going to be like, the guns feel weak. The guns are just not really there. The guns are there for like when you're waiting for your abilities to cool down. Exactly. Exactly. Snake Lord. Now that doesn't mean, hang on, that doesn't mean that we couldn't get like really high level guns that do feel good, right? There were times where I had like marksman rifles that were blue that felt pretty good like bow dead bow dead bow bow dead i mean i think there's room for that but once you get a taste for ability synergy and combos i don't know <laughs> i don't know if you're going to want to do any of that uh snake lord lono would anthem still be successful uh, to do the same micros as destiny 
but make the potential DLC a bit, a bit cheaper. This point, this this question doesn't matter. Sorry, they're not doing that. Like they're not going to come go back on their word. If they go back on their word, they're going to make everybody mad. And there's no way for me to know if it would be better or not. List eighty three. You were saying micro upfront cost of DLCs, etc. But why bother making the game cost anything at that point? Plenty of other games, Path of Exile, Fortnite, for example, are free to play. So why bother making people uh, pay from the get go? If you use micros, uh, should sell so well that you should recoup your cost to make the game itself. This question is really presumptive about profit margins, right? The initial production cost of the game um, not being automatically paid for by people like paying $60 to get into the game, you're trusting, this is incredibly risky, you're trusting that people are going to download your game and love it so much that they will, they will, out of all the people that download and play the game, they're going to spend the equivalency of like a full retail price of a game. You're really, really gambling if that's what you're going to do. That is an, that's a gamble, man. I don't think, like, nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to spend all that time working on a game and be like, well, you know, hopefully people download and get invested. Look, the free-to-play model with, with microtransactions, we can't act like that's a universally effective way of doing it. A lot of games that were building a free-play model got canceled, right? A lot of them, a lot of them got canceled. How come Fortnite made that gamble then? I don't know. Go ask Epic. I I don't know. Fortnite wasn't doing incredibly well. It was a free-to-play PvE game, and they just decided to crank out like a a Battle Royale game, and it exploded. They didn't know that was going to happen. They didn't know when they initially built the the Storm version of the game that that they were going to get into Battle Royale. You can't even use Fortnite as an example. Because their PvE version of the game was not doing well. PvE is not free to play. Not yet. Eventually it's going to be free to play. Yeah, exactly. Like the PvE was $40. Eventually when it finally launches, the Fortnite PvE will be free to play. But I that's not a good example anyway. They just they they were like on a whim, like, let's put together a map and let people play and build and see what happens and it just took off like a rocket so the the idea that a company should invest months and months and not months years and years of development and all that money and all that investment and they're going to put all that on the table and gamble and be like yeah it doesn't cost anything hopefully you guys really like spending money on microtransactions and skins because that's the only way we're going to make this whole system work right now the difference is if everybody gets into the gets the vision for the game and spends money for 60 you get all those people in on the ground level well now your margins are somewhat in place and then anything made on top of that funds the future content right and the reason that works is that means they're not constantly running to a publisher and asking for more money and having to hit those deadlines it just becomes a more natural trickle Don't forget their other free game before launch. Yeah, what did they completely uh, Paragon and then they they basically canceled it and nuked it. Um, Reflex Flow. What about in-game currency like GTA Cash to purchase and unlock DLC content? Um, I don't understand your question. 
while we unlock DLC content with in-game currency, that's not generating any money for them, and why are you going to make it so people that haven't been playing as much don't have enough currency to get into the new content? That doesn't make any sense. Evo says, if it was a placeholder, wouldn't one coin and one shard price be more acceptable? Dude, I don't know. Because they know they're not going to put one and they want to test and make sure multiple characters fit and display properly. I, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. If it's called lorem ipsum text, whenever you're doing like filler text on a, on a, on a dummy website, lorem ipsum text is basically like gibberish to fill things in because you want to see how it looks right is it centered is it balanced when the price is you know 500 coins or 100 coins or a thousand if we add another character does it off center does it look glitched does it not display right like that your your gibberish it's latin you know what i'm saying like it it's space filler so that's what they were doing like just I think we're getting, I mean, we're just getting two tinfoil hat. Like, it's not placeholder. They're just, they're, di- you know, it, they could have just put one. Well, no, because they have to actually test to make sure everything's displaying properly. Hey, Vegeta says, do you think Anthem is not putting uh, in text to chat to reduce toxicity? Or do you think that they will add text chat for a release? Somebody said yesterday that if you put text chat in your game, there was an actual like FCC ruling that if you put text chat in your game, you have to put in text to speech or text to speech, speech to text. What's the text to speech? Text to speech doesn't even make any sense. You are like you basically would have to put that in, and that anytime you put in text chat, you have to you have to put that in. So, question about uh, between your topic, do you have a tutorial about your audio setup? No, I do not. Uh, but I can answer your question if you want. If you're curious, don't submit a question. You can just put it in chat, and I'll answer you. Uh, I Cajun G. Hey Lono, um, text to speech and speech to text, right? Both. Hey, Lono, what are your thoughts on there being, not being an NPC in the open world? Um, my NPCs will add more spice to the open world. Oh, the fact there's no NPCs in the open world? I don't know. That kind of stuff doesn't bother me. We're out in the world, you know, killing stuff, fighting stuff, and getting loot. I don't need NPCs out in the world. Doesn't That doesn't matter to me. Light Salsa. Has the Anthem dev stated uh, that the game will be PvE only, or have they hinted towards PvP maybe being in the future? They have said right now they're 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 open to it but there's no plans to add pvp at this point so i think they're remaining open like they're not saying no absolutely not never ever in the history of the game but they haven't they haven't indicated they have not indicated there's any plans to bring pvp at this time so if it gets added later it it hasn't even been planned right now i think they're just trying to get the game pushed out and and so that it runs well Kirkmania, would you be opposed to them implementing a system like Warframe where you can spend the time to grind for everything in game or have the option to buy elusive material that may have been missing for two weeks of farming? No, you don't want people to be able to do that. I think you want the game to naturally feed people what they need. I talked about this with the ammo economy in Destiny. You should just naturally get what you need over time. I shouldn't go two weeks without getting some material and then feel motivated to spend money. That's not a good system. The internal loot economy and loot delivery should just work and scale properly. No, this is not pre-recorded. I'm live right now taking questions from the audience. 
uh, Papa Papatuge, how different were the graphics of the VIP demo versus the version you played? The graphics were about the same. It just felt like it was better optimized for P- uh, for PC. Flowing T-Man, do you hope the that Anthem adopts a Destiny-style way of giving new content like we have in Forsaken, or do you have a different approach? I don't think you could do it in the same way. I think this is a different style game. I think you need that that delivery system to be different. Oh, the video? Yeah, this is from the capture event. This is just my recorded stuff. Gameplay is pre-recorded, sorry. Uh, Bare average. Do you think there will be any supporting healing, whether it's to augment or a javelin, and would you care to see that in the game? Uh, Hecate Stygian with the brand new Prime sub. Thank you so much for your Prime sub. And I'm, oh, I'm sorry, bare average, I missed your Prime sub a little bit ago. Welcome to the Rageless, both of you guys. Thanks for using your Prime subs here. If you have a Prime sub and you use it here, thank you very much. If you've been enjoying this conversation back and forth in Q&A, click the follow button. That is a free and easy way to support what I do, so you can come back every day and be part of the conversations, the question answer. Another Prime sub from Crossy. Thank you very much for another Prime sub. Uh, support for healing. I mean, there's a supportability. I, this guy has a support ability. It's called Rally Cry. There are support abilities on the Ranger. He puts out like a, a bubble so you can't take damage. So I'm sure there's going to be support abilities that allow you to do those things. Savage Sean. Do you think abilities will always remain the focus as we've seen? Or will weapons become more of an aspect of combat at the higher tiers? Melodic Gamer with 23 months, dude. Uh... You are so close to two years, man. So close to the gold badge. Um, as far as abilities remaining the focus, I could see them adding weapons later on that allow you to do some priming and deading, maybe. Uh, but then they'd have to like shoot slower or have limited ammo or something. It would really change your 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 play style. I'm not sure. I just I don't know if they're gonna really really want to lean towards making guns strong. Now, you can create builds that are pretty strong for guns. This guy, uh, the ranger had, like, something that put down that, like, increased all of your gun damage. And you can get mod components that increase gun damage from, like, its base damage. So you could get into, you could definitely get into that where you decide to have a more gun-based build. I think you'd have that as an option. We just, you just have to kind of wait and see if if it's actually even effective. I would think priming and detonating with combos would just be so strong, you'd want to lean into that the most. Broken Bullet says, All online games have server problems at some point, it seems. Like, many are hating Anthem really hard because of the connection problems. I understand people want to play and expect working and expect to be working what do you think right i mean this is why we do demos and betas we do them to find the problems and to make sure that they're fixed for prime time make sure that they're fixed for launch date so it's disappointing but isn't it cer- it's certainly a thousand times better than it not working on launch day Pharaoh, do you think they could add uh, more power to guns? The demo made them feel a lot less useful than abilities. I've already addressed this. We were playing with low-level white and green trash guns, and this is not meant to be a gun-based game. It's an abilities-based game. They've been they've been communicating that since 2017 E3, where we saw mortar fire and missile fire and rockets and everything else, and then we saw the Rangers alt, and I said, I don't think it's a, a competitor for Destiny. I don't think it's going to hurt Destiny. Because it's a third-person game that looked abilities-based, not gun-based. It did not remind me of Destiny at all. So, uh, Merkzo, 
Do our unlocks in the demo go into the full game? No, that'd be silly, because the demo has you, like, sliced out further in the game than we would be at the beginning. So you'd get loot that's, like, further along, and I guess, like, what, like, waiting for you? No, we won't be. Uh, hey, Fajita, is the ranger the only javelin that can prime on a melee? Um, I actually don't know. I think... Doesn't the interceptor prime with the melee? I don't know. Because the ranger, the ranger priming with melee honestly doesn't make sense. Um, it honestly doesn't make sense. I don't understand why he doesn't have a rocket. Well, like, the grenade primes, and I feel like everything else should detonate. I feel like he should prime with the grenade, hit them with the rocket, and if they're still primed, he can fly in and hit them with the sword. Um, ranger is the only javelin with the primer melee. Huh. Crashy. Did you get to look at the alliance function in the game? No, I haven't. I, it'd be really cool if it's very streamlined and a great way to organize people, but I haven't got a chance to look at it. Duplis. I know the storm is already kind of like this, but what do you think of a biotic javelin inspired by Mass Effect? Um, I don't understand what a biotic one would be. I mean, are, isn't that what we're kind of doing in our suits? Like, I don't, I don't know. You'd have to go further into that. I'm not sure what you mean. I, I you're, you know, you're hearkening back to like, what if they have a fourth javelin? Again, I I think that they could just do more with changing or augmenting the existing ones. So. Moldy Baloney uh, says, Why do people think paid DLC is better than paid armor skins? I don't understand it. I don't either. I don't either. It's preference, right? It's preference. Some people would just be like, No, I would much rather just pay for the content. But if you don't have to spend any money on the micros in order for the micros to benefit you, I don't see why you would dislike them. D1 bound. With the little story provided in the demo, do you think the story will hold up to Bioware standards? It ain't going to be like Mass Effect, if that's what you're asking. It's not going to be that in-depth. It's going to be a little bit more straightforward. I don't think it's going to be to the depth of like a Mass Effect game. Um, it felt it felt a little bit more simplistic, and I think it's just because it's a loot it's a loot pursuit game. That's the main that's the main drive and the main value. Uh, Mr. Steve, what do you think of the ammo economy? Do you think there should be more starting ammo, more ammo drop opportunities? No, because as you level up, you'll get perks to allow you to carry more ammo, and there's just ammo on the ground like all the time. It's not like Destiny where you'll kill ten enemies and not see a single brick. Mouse and keyboard or controller? I play controller. I think the game just feels right on a controller. It just does. L Castaway. Do you think there will be content like raids in Destiny with certain mechanics? There are rumors about raids. Nothing's confirmed, so I don't know. My only concern about that would be if everything's four player, it'd be a pretty big departure from that. I think it could be fun. My only concern would be performance the abilities and the explosions are all very graphically intense and I would worry about having more than four people in a space doing abilities so asking people about like PC you know doing mouse and keyboard or controller I I felt like controller just felt very very natural and good even the menus just felt better on controller uh, power lock. Do you think there will be crossplay after launch? I mean, they're 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 open to it. I think a lot of companies are open to it. It just remains a question mark. What is Sony doing? Is is Sony is Sony going to play ball? You know, I they're one of the ones that would stand in the way of crossplay. 
John Johnson, how worried are you that EA is the publisher behind Anthem? It doesn't bother me. It really doesn't. Like I said this morning, I think they're attached to games that had nothing. They weren't. They didn't ruin Titanfall 2 with micros. Now, they, they launched it at a time that was upsetting because they wanted to use it as a competitive aspect against Call of Duty, and that was, that was a bummer because Titanfall 2 was so, so good. Uh, but they also have those in the Battlefield games that did not have tons of micros and you know Battlefront had micros completely altered and changed and a lot of that got blown out of proportion anybody I talked to that actually played Battlefront at length said it wasn't as bad as everybody made it out to be you know earning things naturally was not it wasn't it wasn't as bad as people made it out to be basically and again people you know people overstated that we we got mad and they dialed it back that's why i've continued to say like this game's engine this game's going to run on hardcore players and they're not going to stand for it and if they want to keep those players happy they're going to have to keep micros in check so sure would danny one thing i noticed in the demo is that the visor color isn't customizable uh do you know if this will be different in the full game i have no idea if the visor will be customizable that might be something that comes later uh glurok Do you think using Bioware was a mistake for devs here? Seems like a waste to use such a great narrative dev on an almost pure gameplay game where story is what strings things together. Well, um, I think there's always room to evolve and I think there's always room to say hey, we invest thousands of hours and tons of time and, and multiple years and we invest all of that into uh, story-driven games that are sold and then sort of cast aside. And what if we did a game as service game that lasted for a long time and people invested in and grinded? I I don't know. I feel like more and more games are going to come out like this. I think we're going to benefit. I'm not saying we we won't get good solo single-player games that are linear. Um, so I I also think that the the story could be pretty cool. We don't know it could be peppered with really interesting lore about world shaping and everything else that we just haven't seen a lot of it so you know we might have to wait and see i don't think it's a waste because i think that the movement and the mechanics and the and the and the combat is awesome um so and i yeah and i think what andromeda is saying is a really important thing i don't ea didn't come to them and say build this game they cooked this game up this is a game that bioware had a vision for Typically goes uh, the other way around. EA is canceling all of their single-player projects. I doubt you get a lot of approval pitching one-off games to EA these days, right? And if it's going to become, if they're going to get, if they're going to adopt play as cert game as service models, games that you know kind of continue on, I would think they're going to be very, very gentle and careful with the micros, uh, Mr. Jekyll. How important do you think an open demo will be to the public eye? Is it a make-or-break demo? I don't think it's a make-or-break thing, no. Initial sales are really hinging on it, though. Initial sales are going to hinge on this. I don't think, if, if it goes poorly, I think the game will be okay, but I think they're going to they're gonna have their initial sales hurt by it, and nobody wants that. That's not good for the franchise. So this demo needs to go well. Powerlock. How could the PvP work? Because it would have to be very advanced or just no PvP at all. Well, there's no PvP in the game, and I don't think it ever needs it. I don't want PvP in this game. I think it'll be... It'll dilute... It'll... it'll it's not in the identity. I don't think the identity of the game needs PvP. I think PvP will pull away from development time. I think that it would dilute the identity. I think it would have to be completely separate. 
if they did it completely separate, like, again, like, so you're gonna play a game where you're looting and chasing stuff, and then going into PvP and not using any of that stuff? Like, I just don't think PvP belongs in this game. I don't think we need it. I think it's gonna be a better game by not having PvP. Jolly Rancher Commander says, if Anthem is an ability-based game, is it still a looter shooter? Uh, what is player incentive to play? Sorry if I answered already. Well, player incentive to play is to chase all the dope stuff. You can get really amazing abilities, really strong stuff that changes your loadout, changes the way you play. Everything, everything is hinged. Everything hinges on your abilities. So if you run Tesla Coil and Flamethrower, or you run Railgun and Mortar Strike, you're gonna play completely differently. Like your entire, your entire experience in the game changes based off of what your loadout is. That's your incentive is to chase awesome stuff, like any game. Now, oh, is it a looter shooter? I mean, just because it's abilities based doesn't mean we can't say it's a quote unquote looter shooter. Looter shooter doesn't mean need to be so narrowly defined as like. No, if it's, if it's more abilities-based, it's not a looter shooter. I, I don't know. I, you, there's guns, there's loot, it's a third-person third shooter where the primary mode of combat is an ability, is abilities, you know, an ability toolbox. So, I, I still think it's, it, it could, you could call it a looter shooter. If you don't want to call it a looter shooter, call it a loot pursuit RPG, right? It's a loot pursuit RPG game. Uh, Shifle Dark. Do you think they're going to get lots of new javelins of like one per year? I have zero clue. They've not indicated there's any plan to add new javelins. I said it would be cooler to do like maybe four augments that completely change the existing javelins you have where their ult changes and their entire loadout can change. So in, like I said, instead of a, a flamethrower, you get like a frost mist. And instead of a railgun, you get like, um, I don't know, uh, a missile javelin or something. I don't know. But a completely different loadout because you augment it. Crazy King, how do you think a raid would go with Anthem? What is your opinion on four man or eight man? Again, I don't think that the gra- like gra- the graphics are just too intense. I don't think you could do. I don't think you could do an eight man raid. Now they may do it again. There's rumors about eight man raids. Nothing is confirmed. I think really hard end game content would be four player, just because again I think a console would not be able to handle an eight man thing. So, Gids, what improvements for game would you want to recommend to the devs? Uh, we've recommended a handful of things already, not to be so pushy about, like, get with your team. That's really pushy. I understand why they do it, but it's, it's too extreme. There's no loot drop after a boss in a stronghold. That's disappointing. Um, and then streamlining, like, communication with matchmaking so people could maybe change their loadout or turn comms on before they go in with a team that they get matchmade with. So, uh, King says... Do you think Ranger should have a ranged primer? He does have a ranged primer. You can throw a grenade and get a ranged primer. It's weird that his sword is a primer, though, because you go in and you prime with the sword, and then you use ranged attacks as detonators. So I don't know if they're going to let you change that later. I would love for his sword to be a det, because I could hit them with the grenade, and then I could go in and nail them with the sword, and that would be your det- your, your primer, and then your dead. Um, next question from Matrix says can you only regain health from drops or using your ult if so do you think this is a satisfying and reliable way to maintain health uh I don't know if there's like healing abilities um to be like oh I'm gonna pop this thing and heal myself there might be I, I didn't see any I like the rhythm of like knowing you can kind of bowl over um, trash ads to get ammo and health back. I thought that rhythm was fine. 
it felt I, I said it was a little reminiscent of Doom. I was really liking Doom for the same reason, right? I do my finisher moves and I know I'm putting health on the ground. I get on my chainsaw and I know I'm getting ammo back. And in Anthem, I know if I'm regularly killing the trash ads or kind of running through them with the Colossus or whatever, I'm dropping ammo and health on the ground. So power lock apparently consoles will only have 30 fps yes and consoles are to blame for that there's nothing that could be done about that um horizon zero dawn uncharted spider-man god of war are all games that were built just for the ps4 built and optimized for the ps4 and they're not 60 fps games so i would not expect a game that looks like this with big electrical storms and explosions and flying and big open worlds and dinosaurs and everything else like i wouldn't expect this game to run at 60 fps on a console it's like big demanding good looking games uh are are 30 fps typically even when they're built specifically for what's known as like the stronger the graphically stronger console the playstation 4 those games all run 30 fps they run it in the 40s on like the ps4 pro with enhanced mode but none of them run rock solid 60 none of them do so God of War has a 60 FPS option, not lock 60, but close. Yeah, all the all the testing on that uh, was it that it averaged 40. So, uh, Digital Founder I think did some testing, and it was always in like it averaged 40s. So like that's 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 a moot point, you know what I mean? Plus, God of War is a single player game, so that's the like none of that, um, none of that is uh, that's not comparable because of all the things that had to be processed for like the network and the other players and the other things going on. Um, it's 40 FPS and unstable, right? Rage 2 is going to be 1080 60, 4K 30. I, again, you know, Rage is a single player game, so it's not comparable. A lot more is going on when you're playing online. I don't, can you play? Right? Can you play? Um, I don't know if you can play Rage co op, can you? I don't know. Doom Run 60? I don't think Doom ran consistent 60 and it's a single player game. Again, you lose processing power to maintain high fidelity and smooth frame rates when you're playing on uh, when you're playing on a on a network connection with other people. So COD Battle Royale is 60. If you're going to try and compare Call of Duty's graphics to these graphics, I... And the and the and the effects and the lighting and everything that's happening, I think you're you're being a little unrealistic. You're being a little unfair in your comparison. It's not like Call of Duty Battle Royale is pretty bland looking, honestly. Hellman DK, do you think the combo system's too strong? Would it not restrict your ability choice if you're a solo player? No, it doesn't restrict your ability choice because you can, as I said earlier, you can have three loadouts that you could kind of craft. One that's all detonation when you play with your buddy who you debt for. One that's all primer if you play with your buddy and you like to prime. And then one that does both, debt and primer. So. What's your opinion about Anthem? I'm excited about it. Uh, John Johnson, is the PC version affected by the fact that Anthem is a port? I think that's why some of the optimization is just not there yet. Yes. And it was much better optimized on the build that I played, and so I'm, I'm confident it'll run well when it launches. Milo, do you think they will need weapon range where you can test damage numbers, ETC damage numbers in the game? Based on the demo, we will have no way to test damage that easily. Anthem being build heavy might require something that allows players to test things. Given that you're constantly going to be running and rerunning stuff, I played a stronghold and I didn't like my build and I think there's something good about that. Right? 
it's almost like getting a bad roll on a gun in Destiny. It makes the good roll a little bit better. Having a trying out a loadout and going in and be like, "All oh, this kind of sucks." It makes it more of like a, "Ah, this is a nice loadout." The next time you boot it up, if you can like perfectly craft the best loadout in the in the fort, and you never really do any experimentation out in the wild. I don't know. You also might miss out on things that you discover to be really, really fun because once you're in the battles and in the fights, it changes the flow and it changes what you do. So, by the way, if you guys are enjoying, uh, if you guys are enjoying this content, please click the follow button. That's the little heart button. That's a free and easy way to support what I do every day. Uh, these question and answer sessions, SNTR presents, is my, is my gift to you it is my attempt to give you a hub of content so covering and playing anthem is something i'm going to do alongside division desi 2 and other games to give you guys a place to hang out and contribute and be a part of the content so next question dr uh dillbuck says any word on pc performance issues all i can say is there are other builds that people have played that have been better optimized so uh, Sleeping Dragon says, what if they did a PvP where you had two teams and you'd run on a mission and the fastest wins? I talked about that the other day where, like, you could load in and have, like, three bosses in a row and then the fastest one, like, you're, you're trying to, like, basically string combos and efficiency to be faster. That would be cool, but let's be honest, that's not going to satisfy people looking for PvP. It just would be another game mode, right? Uh, bear average. I personally didn't like the lack of melee options. Only one ground slam, basic ground ability. Do you think there could be changes and additions to melee where you'd use other of those changes? I would love that. I would love to be able to change my melee from like uh the Rangers like electric primer to doing uh, the Rangers doing like I don't know an explosive sword that even looks different. I would love that. Maybe they could do that. I I don't know. Cloaked Banshee says, how is this compared to Destiny? I did a whole video on this, and I actually think this is a completely different game than Destiny. It's not gun-based, it's abilities-based. Uh, your builds are completely different. Your builds change your playstyle. but Your playstyle doesn't change that much in Destiny. Most of what changes is like when and how you use your super, but the guns and your engagements generally are the same. You're using a strong primary to kill trash ads, secondary for mid-tier, so most people are using like a pulse rifle, an auto rifle, or a hand cannon. You use that for trash ads, and then everybody uses like a shotgun and a really strong heavy. The only thing that like distinguishes people in Destiny is like your super usage, because that's the main thing that like identifies a a, 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 a subclass. So they're like dramatically different, especially with the way that you build and complement each other. Like. Basically, in Destiny, we're all just DPSing everything. DPSing the ads, DPSing the majors, DPSing the boss. In this, you're priming, I'm deading. I'm priming, you're deading. We're sharing and working together in a way that's way more complementary. They're different games. I'm not saying one's better than the other. They're just very, very different. Just the loot grind in general is different. Uh... Regarding your PvP Anthem video, how about those who want Anthem PvP and don't care about balancer rewards? What about an as-is PvP mode that only rewards a challenge? If you want a PvP game, go buy one. I Like, go buy one. This is not a PvP game. They have no intention at the launch to have PvP or add PvP at the moment. If PvP is going to get added, it's going to be... If, if it ever gets added, it'll probably be way down the line. So, what about people that want PvP? Go buy a PvP game mode. Right? I mean, if like, wh- what am I going to approach a strictly PvP game and be like, well, where's the where's the campaign? Wh- where's the campaign, man? I 
What do you mean it's only a battle royale? I wanted a campaign. I've been a fan of this. I've been watching the trailers and stuff, and I think this game looks awesome. What do you mean there's not a campaign? Don't approach a game. Don't approach a game that's 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 rooted and has its identity in something else and ask for it to be something other than that. Like, if you want a PvP game mode, go buy a PvP game. Like they don't have a responsibility or any or any they don't owe anything to people that want pvp like that this game has never promoted itself as having that power log what system requirement settings are you playing on how much fps did you get i'm playing on a pretty strong rig um my my gaming pc has a uh, i9 9900k intel core and a Uh, NVIDIA RTX 2080 Ti so I was getting around 100 FPS on Ultra but I was only getting that when I ran Borderless it wasn't seeing my monitor properly so I had to run Borderless I was running 1440 and I was getting like 90 to 100 FPS everything was Ultra but I did turn off Motion Blur and I did turn Post Processing to Low so I have a monster and I should have been able to get much better performance and I should have been able to run full screen so if my system which I should be able to drop a metaphorical anvil on my gaming system I had to kind of baby it like running running uh, borderless and stuff it was really really weird so it, it wasn't optimized I, I my build my system is essentially the systems they had there and it ran better there so uh, Griff Goodman don't you get more ult charge when from comboing? Don't you get way less if you only if you only prime in a group? Um Don't you get more ult charge from comboing? Don't you get way less ult charge if you only prime in a group? I don't know. You'd have to see videos that have compared that, but when I was playing with Fallout plays and he was priming and I was deading, I felt like we were both getting our ults pretty fast. I think it gives you the same. It's like it gives you credit if you if you're the primer. I don't know. You'd have to you'd have to look and, and like weigh it. Depref with the verticality in the game. Do you think the mini radar could do with some um, height indicator? Sometimes I found it hard to know where exactly the echoes were. For example, um, I didn't think it was that bad. I don't know. I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it worked. I thought it worked just fine. Um, so. Don Julio. I mean, I could see them adding something like that, Def, but I didn't find it that difficult to find them. It's like, I would go to an area and be like, something's supposed to be here, and if I didn't see it, I, I would I would just fly up. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I didn't I didn't find it to be that big of a pain point, but I could, if they want to add it, they could add it. It'd be a nice quality of life. Don Julio. Is online play going to be cross-platform? No, but they're open to it. That's all that's been said. Vansucker, uh, do you think they'll put in more javelins later? They've said not at this time. There's no plan, but I mean, again, they could. King says, "We be able to. We do. We be doing any build videos for the classes? Sure. Once I really get into the mix and really get some good builds going, I could do some videos. Realms. What exactly is the loot grind in Anthem? Considering most of the game is based on abilities, not gunplay. Well, that's what your abilities come from. You could run a mission and get a much stronger and cooler uh, and higher level mortar fire." Or you could get the Tesla coil, or you could get the flat cannon, or you could get the the um, the railgun. Your abilities drop as items that you equip. Mod components are the same way. Your the the all the abilities you see over there, LB, RB, and then LB and RB together, all of those drop as loot. We're gonna start with 
So you basically build from there. John Johnson, is Anthem uh, a one-off game or could it be Anthem 2 in the future? I don't think they have a plan to do the numeric thing. I think they're just going to continue to add to the Anthem universe. Uh, Counter Donut, do you think Shaper Storms are still in-game? I think Shaper Storms are going to be how they expand the game's content. I think it's going to be... I, I think that's how they can do like a rift system, like a season system, like with Diablo. They'll just do it with Shaper Storms. They'll say, incoming Shaper Storm on the horizon, we see it, it's coming in X number of weeks or months or whatever, and then when it shows up, it's going to be like a, a, a randomly generated environment where we fight and get cooler new loot. I could be 100% wrong on this, but I, I could see that being the way they would do it, because a Shaper Storm would literally be just shaping things randomly. So... They supposedly have five years of content planned. Well, there you go. Reaper, do you think the learning curve will be casual like Destiny, for example, or more like the Division? Well, I think certain classes are going to be really hard to learn. They even tell you when you pick the... They tell you when you pick the the Interceptor that it's the hardest one to learn. So I think it's going to be really easy to learn Ranger and Colossus and Storm and if you do the de- if you do the tutorials and the combo tutorials I think you'll be just fine uh pork shorts uh did you find there was enough variability of en- vari- uh, variability of enemies or did it seem like you were killing the same thing I felt like the enemies were pretty varied Angry Joe was in here the other night during the podcast and he said it started to feel samey I didn't feel samey at all. In areas where there were spiders and spider webs, I was hitting the spider webs and I was getting burned out. There's areas where there's like little storm guys who go up and have a shield around them. There's the big tanky mech guys. Um, there are guys that spam you. There are guys that deploy these tracker mines. There are um, there are really big like monster-like enemies. Like there are these big things that look like monkeys called ursixes. I guess they're bears. There are big titans. Um, I, I, I don't know. I felt like it was pretty varied. Would you recommend playing with controller on PC or try sticking with keyboard and mouse? I think the game just works really nicely with controller. It just feels nice. Anytime I played an abilities-based game like Diablo 3 or Destiny or this game, when I have a controller, I don't know. It just feels good. I think controller's great. Flowing T-Man. I remember in the original trailer they showed off dynamic weather. Did you see that while playing? No, I did not. It was a limited thing. I'm Jenko. Um, I felt as if the open world felt empty. Did you feel it will be more active and filled at launch? When I went through the initial first mission that I was not allowed to record, I actually thought it felt alive. It, it, it reminded me of Horizon Zero Dawn, where there'd be like little animals and big animals and just things around. It kind of reminded me of that. I don't know. I didn't think it felt like it was empty. I think people spend too much time flying past everything. If you get on the ground and move around, there's just, there's just animals and monsters and stuff and kind of everywhere. So... I think if you fly everywhere, you're, you might be missing some of it. Chroma 3. This compares, in my opinion, to Warframe. Did you encounter lags or desync with other players, or it was smooth? I thought it was really smooth. I don't think it's anything like Warframe. Uh, Power Lock. I think that the Ash Titan should be a stronghold and not a free roam creature. Do you? Um, I have zero opinion on this. I He's out and about, and it's a fun fight, and I'm excited to see what other big monsters are out and about as well. So... That's going to do it for Q&A, guys. That's 116 questions, man. Thank you, everybody, who submitted questions today. Uh, I'm going to keep streaming and keep talking with you, but I'm going to chop this here for the podcast. 
Um, as with all of my content, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or YouTube, you can always tune in live, uh, twitch.tv slash rage. I might be live right now, so come on in and check it out. If I'm not live, come on in, click follow so you don't miss these streams and this content. You might be able to submit some questions and join in. As with all of my content, if you're listening or watching this as a, as a podcast or elsewhere, please like, share, and subscribe.